0: Hello, and welcome to an accident prone episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, John Hyde out of Salem, Oregon. John is a first generation drywall finisher who was taught finishing while working for Five Star Drywall in Salem. John and I talk about Tape Tech versus Columbia getting his aviation license and how his string of bad luck has empowered him to keep moving forward but we also discuss the difficulty of working well, I mean, with I told, others
1: I told a guy to go grab a bench out of the van yeah and he went up to the second story and he disappeared for like 20 minutes and I, I i didn't know what he was doing yeah and i went out to the van and of course the the the, the contractor and then the homeowner both were looking at me like your guy guy was just went upstairs. Why? I'm like, I don't know. I told him to get a bench out of the van and he thought yeah. I told him to get the bench out of the upstairs. And I'm like, no. So by the time I pulled the bench out of the van and I go back to the underpass area that I was working on, I went to go look for my tools and next, you know, I see him out over in the drain, clean all my tools out. I'm like, Hey man, I'm still doing, doing a job. <laughs> what are you doing? Cause I thought you wanted me to clean. I'm like, no.
0: We also discuss proper technique for handling a six inch blade, learning the bazooka and proper bazooka technique. We also talk about licensing and his direction to starting his own company. But also we talk about his affinity for classical music. John is the quintessential drywall worker in the trenches, and on site, and he invites us into his world on this episode. I'm very excited and honored to kick off the 2024 sponsorship series with Columbia Tools as our January and February sponsor. This is the second time Columbia has sponsored the Drywall Podcast, and I'm super grateful to them for that. Stay tuned throughout January for some exciting ice bath giveaways all culminating into a special Rocky Mountain adventure happening at the end of February where I'll be interviewing two surprise guests. Columbia Tools is a family owned and operated business that's been rocking the drywall finishing scene for over four decades, manufactures commercial-grade tools in Canada using cutting-edge machinery and all North American materials. Catch my two-part interview with Aaron and Elliot of Columbia Tools, episodes 23 and 26, as well as my live interview with Bernie St. James, their dad, and founder of Columbia Tools, on episode 54. You can also catch... This, my full interview with Bernie on our Instagram page. Want to view this interview in its entirety and it might be worth it because there's a lot of visual stuff on this episode that is pretty exciting to watch. Head over to our YouTube page and you can watch the whole interview there. But for now, John Hein, on the 78th episode of the drywall podcast We've got let's get John into it Hyde. what company are you working with right now
1: i'm actually solo at this minute
0: you're solo what does that mean you're just kind of helping out when you can or i mean what does that mean in your world
1: uh let me turn off these fans. Uh,
0: well, this is a real fucking Drywaller interview right here. He's on <laughs> site. He's having a smoke. You got your phone. It looks like you're maybe done with the second code
1: over there. Yes, sir. I'm doing the sanding, sanding today. And I'm going to do minor touch-ups because I, I, I taped it like a level, level 4 smooth wall. if I was going to do a level 5. Okay. Yeah. That miners the touch-ups through the whole process.
0: Okay. So this is pretty much
1: like a quick sand. And I'm going to prime it today, texture it, and have it done before probably 12 o'clock. The next door is on the first stage, so I'm going to end up uh, having to catch uh, that up and use all hot mud and then wait for that process. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe six. Yep, yep, Yeah. Because I went inside the the finishing house and I noticed that uh, the uh, the guy had all the wires done. What happened was the drywallers who hung it decided to put all the wires where they sat, and then they didn't sit there. So he went in and cut off all the light fixture holes, and okay. he, uh, set all the new lights. But I taped all the wires in perfect where they sat. So they had electrician come and pull the wires out. He said all the new holes, and then he's like, "Look, I need this all patched up and have it ready by tomorrow."
0: Yeah, did you tell him fifty bucks a patch?
1: Hey, you know that's that's the California <laughs> patch and everything. You know, I, I'm I'm being a very nice guy, and I I, I told him I'm gonna of course all this project and the next door project and his past job for free for Christmas.
0: Good on you, man. Good on you. It'll
1: come
0: come back to you, John. Or should I say that it already has come back to you, dude. Uh, You, to give our audience a background, we've got John Hine from Salem, Oregon. But what's interesting about John is that we had Can Am Tools was sponsoring uh, last month on the Drywall Podcast the entire month, and we had four giveaways, culminating in a grand prize giveaway that John won. Now John won. And we pulled his name out of a hat. I don't know if you watched. Like I did an ice bath and like <laughs> pulled the name
1: yeah, I got out. Cut out. I got cut out. I was trying I to see cu- who won the name. And
0: yeah, yeah, it was you. Uh, so, so then we started Wolfgang and I started to message John and be like, dude, where do we send this stuff? And John's like, dude, don't message me. I don't want any of your scammy bullshit. I've been, I've been scammed before. Just like, I, I'm not giving you any information. And so after a couple of back and forth, he realized that he did win some badass Can stuff Uh, some of which you're wearing today, you got a Can-Am hat and a Can-Am shirt. That's pretty cool.
1: Absolutely. And you are correct on that. I mean, (laughs) but you uh, never, you never
0: know, dude, I've been scammed too. My whole Facebook profile, uh, 2023, the first day of 2023, my entire personal Facebook profile of 12 years erased, like gone because of hackers. So I have been a victim myself. Um, that said, have you gotten a chance to use the Can-Am tools at all? Are those interesting to you?
1: They, they, they are, they are, but I have not fully busted okay. them out of the box to use them yet. I feel ashamed because I started nah. this project already. So I figured I'd wait until, uh, I got a new project, which is not coming too far from now. Okay, cool. I'll be happy to... Learn the tools because first I don't know any of the tools. Okay. Oh, and then I think it's interesting too. And
0: also, too, there is a gang of information about Can tools, people that do videos. Um, you can go to the, the Taping Queen has a bunch of great videos uh where she's running a lot of Can stuff. Uh, you know, there's just tons of information out there where you can like go and Um, check out those tools and figure out, you know, just how you want to, how you want to tackle it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I noticed that she's been using a lot of the tools and everything. There's a few people that do use the, the Can-Am tools and everything. And I did bring, uh, pull up the pamphlet and start reading everything to the T. Okay. But I have not fully engaged to see how to run them
0: okay well we're drywallers john we're like a we're a little resistant to change sometimes and we've got our our systems and our methods that we do and it's hard to switch out of that especially if you're making money you need you've got especially today you've got this unit you got to get done you know you're not messing around with learning no new tool today it's hard sometimes for us to take a step back uh you know learn something even if it's going to make the job quicker
1: absolutely absolutely
0: so uh john hyde you were saying that today you're not working for a company when you are working for a company what company is it
1: the sad part is i, I was just laid off from the company i worked for 10 years okay the guy's full on credit because i did not know drywall or anything about drywall and he trained me to be with the way i am okay and uh one of the reason why I, the reason why I was laid off, I was hit by a Jeep, hit and run on my e-bike by a Jeep leaving a job about nine fifteen at night. Ugh. I came back less than three months from a broken wrist, broken nose, four broken bones in the wrist, broken Damn. nose, stitches in the eye, small concussion, lost some teeth. Jesus. It, it, it happens. I was a small wreck, but lucky I survived and I recovered faster than three months. And I did a 9,300 board square foot house at a level tape, level four. So if they wanted to change their concept and go suddenly to a smooth wall, all we got to do is to spray the final coat. Okay. And uh, I went ahead and I did everything within 80 man hours, four days on, three off. Two weeks down, you know, and the boss man tells me, I did not do any bids for the three months since you've been gone. Okay. Either go claim unemployment or I can let three people go to keep you going. And I didn't like that. So, of course, I went to the uh, unemployment office, but I don't know how that shit works. I really don't.
0: Yeah, that's okay.
1: I kept fi- filing stuff wrong and I yeah. Said,
0: Screw it. Well, I know with <laughs> unemployment, I know it's there's a lot of bureaucracy, and it's it's not it's no easy route to go. I mean, people talk about you know, people sitting at home kicking back collecting unemployment. It's not really that easy, and at the end of the day, it's not all that much money john is in you're in uh salem oregon maybe i said that already maybe i didn't well what's the name of the company this guy that laid you off
1: uh five star drywall
0: five star okay so how did you get this particular job that you're on right now maybe you've established a little bit of a network there people know who john is and they're like, hey man, can you come help? There's lots of work out there, dude, for drywall finishers.
1: There is, there is. But surprisingly, here in Salem, it's hard hard to find people who are not wanting to pay for a finisher's wage. We're 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 well the way I look at it, I, I see everybody's paying under twenty dollars an hour, and my work ethic is way more than twenty dollars an hour. I mean I guess yeah. maybe I should accept it and then just get myself back into that system and have them raise it show. Uh, what about piece rate? Uh, I done the piece rate and it, it, I tried doing the piece rate with, with the five star homes and he's was paying me with an 18 cents. A square foot.
0: <laughs> They're cheap up there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And a lot of these, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So I mean, surprisingly, the the, the I know. Is a semi penny pincher, but
0: yeah I guess the southwest is pretty cheap down here. You have to you kind of have to know your stuff. You know, but it's that way in different areas. Some areas aren't like that, man. You know, some areas they make a lot more. It's interesting you know, across the country and up into Canada.
1: Absolutely. I, I talked to a few and, and, and a few drywallers on Instagram, and, and they're like, dude, I don't even work less than $500 a day. So make sure right. you are so,
0: so here's what you do. When somebody says that to you, you'd be like, well, I'll be up there tomorrow. Do you got... <laughs> because also too in a lot of these places that pay well they're looking for finishers the the other thing is that the we you know there's no finishers out there there's no people coming up so i think it's sought after if you have the skill of drywall finishing not that everybody wants to move but if you have the capable of moving to a different location i think you can make better
1: money absolutely absolutely are you against that or no, no. I mean, I, I guess I'm one of those type of people once, I mean, I, I've been in this house, I, I used to move every other like year or so, but I have finally been in this one house for over 10 years. I kind of okay.
0: settled down
1: and I, I kind of don't want to move out of that hole. Yeah. Life is now telling me I need to start adventuring and go out to different places and I need yeah. to explore. everything. So that's where I'm working on my aviation license so I can start, traveling and go help people and create a name.
0: Crazy. You want to like fly different places and go help people.
1: Yes. Yes. Because that's, that's where that's anywhere but Oregon is where there's a lot of more finishing work is being done. Don't get me wrong. Oregon has a lot of finishing work to be done and everything, but I like to be able to go to, California or Arizona, totally or different, and then be able to put a name out there and show them a product or or some really good work ethics or.
0: That's not the only reason though that you're in the aviation. I mean, you probably enjoy like flying, right?
1: Yeah, I've, I've been in an airplane thirty three times. The thirty three third time, I end up doing skydiving. Okay. So I, I landed on the ground without a plane. Yeah. Just fun to say. <laughs> Waste, of yeah. money. Waste of
0: money. You got to do it once. I did the, I skydived once, uh static line uh, by myself out of a plane. It was pretty sweet. Kind of scary. Yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I feel like I, I, I put in $200 for. Fifteen minute ride up in a plane, and then two minutes yeah. fly down, and a the parachute, yeah. and yeah, it's over. I don't get a refund, and <laughs> like well,
0: yeah, you can say you skydived. Uh, so, uh, how close are you to getting your pilot's license?
1: Uh, far away. <laughs> this is I mean,
0: a. This is an endeavor or that you've just embarked on?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. I, I beginning of the year I ended up watching my uh I went to visit my sister in southern Oregon. Okay. Over on the property, and they had a lightning strike and I noticed that they had a fire and we had to direct the fire department and the helicopter. They're okay. very uh few helicopters right now that are doing water drops and i figured that would be something i can probably push myself into if i got my aviation license and start from the bottom and then work myself to the roto and okay go further up and i was just like thinking ah i'll try a different career in my life maybe but I'm, i'm really stuck in drywall
0: yeah. Yeah. We, we get stuck in drywall, buddy. Cause there's money there and it's, you learn a skill and it's hard to get out, you know? Um, speaking of getting stuck in drywall, how did you, how old are you real quick?
1: I am 34 years old and I started at 24.
0: Okay. So you've been in the trade about 10 years. Are you first generation?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, so how in the world did you start drywalling?
1: Uh, I had a foster cousin, and he needed help cleaning a house while he brocaded. And as he brocaded, I went ahead and cleaned up, and he's all, my boss said, if you like this, he wants to come and talk to you. Come in Monday. And that was on a Saturday that I helped him out, and I came in and talked to him on Monday morning and started from – Cleaning up the house, reading blueprints, marking IVPs or WS or whatever you want to call it for the protection of the walls and certain walls that have to be parallel. Yeah. And uh, uh I started from there. Two, three years goes down. I started to learn the priming stage after the taping is fully done. We do a priming before the texture. That way okay. we can catch every shadow. Uh and then shine the halogen light within two inches from the wall to find the shadows. Okay. Uh, Then I started into texture after a couple years from that and learning how to brocade then work the texture machine, texture card, popper, spray card, you know, everything that spits out a texture.
0: Nice. That's that's a good skill.
1: And then I learned how (laughs) to repair the machine. So if it breaks on me on a job, I'll have the tools and necessary equipment or resource that I can use to get the job completed.
0: Okay. So did this guy, who was this again? Your cousin?
1: Uh foster cousin, I call him. Yeah. Cousin.
0: Foster foster cousin. Are you a, uh, are you a foster person?
1: Well, I was emancipated at 15. My mom died at cancer. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's part of life. It's just, yeah. you can't let it get you down and you got to push forward. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a hard yeah. state. Yeah. Working since then, and I just seemed to build a, a gig out of this This drywall. This drywall just seemed to be easy for me that I can understand and process and repeat.
0: Yeah, but you were only 15 at that time. You didn't start drywall until like nine years later.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right.
0: So, what I mean, did you, did you struggle a lot there after losing your mom? What'd you do?
1: I... I I worked as a a sous chef in this restaurant called Bentley's Grill in 2009.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And I did that for about a year and a half before I decided to be like, oh, this is something I don't need to do. In 2007, before then, I was hit by a truck skateboarding with a buddy because I I was living with a brother.
0: Wait a second. You've been hit... Two times now in your life by vehicles.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Much more, much more. This year was four times just alone. And that was on my e-bike. And I do pay attention. Yeah. What the hell? It's... it's, Okay, before this Jeep that hit me on the e-bike, two months before that wreck, I I was hit by...
0: Pastor Dave and Pastor Janet. Pastors. Yes. Pastor Dave Dave and Pastor Janet not paying attention. You're on your e-bike?
1: Yes. And I thought we can beat you. I'm like, can can you repeat that one more time? I'm not sure if I heard that correctly. He goes, we seen you, but we thought we were able to turn before you can, you know, before you were going to be right next to us. And the whole time I was right next to them. So they right into me. So so it's 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 just the lack of people underestimating on people on e-bikes. Yeah, e-bikes
0: bikes are e-bikes are much quicker than regular bike. They are.
1: They are. So, but so still, just, just un- e- un- underestimating how fast those bi- g- bikes go. You know. I yeah, mean, if really- you're
0: if you're riding a bike, you got to pay attention, and then if you're driving pay attention to bicyclists. Like, yes. you know, we all yes. have to watch out for each other. People get people get a little too aggressive behind the wheel nowadays, um, for sure. That's, that's kind of some unlucky stuff, but your uh, foster cousin uh, that you like to call him, he gave you sort of a shot. Now, once he, it's interesting to me that he taught you how to do texturing first. When you were learning the texturing, Uh, So did he have you going in? Did he want you just like, I'm going to teach this guy texturing so he can go in behind us and like blow out these houses. Is that kind of the way it was working?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, my, 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 my cousin got me into the, 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 the drywall industry. It was the boss that the company owner, Bobby, or Robert, however you want to call him. But uh, he's the one who actually taught me all the trades and I, I give him credit. Even the position I'm in now, because of him, it, it doesn't okay. matter. He still taught me all this skills and trades. Okay. I still give him the kudos. Okay. He he. Any, any person that he really wants to learn to run his equipment, he will let him take a slow slow stage, and and learn the concept of how to run it, what to do.
0: Okay. Up
1: downs. And that's, that, that's, where I, I learned all the texturing from him. And then okay. as I started doing that, he started teaching me hand taping. Okay. Cause I learned how to use my six correctly. Yeah. He started handing the automatic tools to me.
0: Okay. Which t- what tool? What was the first tool?
1: Uh, it was a Ames bazooka.
0: Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's press the pause button on that. How I am sure a lot of our listeners would like to know how in the world do you use a six correctly?
1: Well, (laughs) (laughs) because, because
0: I'm telling you right now, John, you're gonna get you're gonna get some pushback, buddy.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's all depending on how well you know how to use your blades. And That's if,
0: right. That's right.
1: If if you know how to work your blades, you know you can you can pretty much use a six or or whatever blade to coat anything.
0: Are you a one finger on the back of the blade or a two finger guy?
1: It's all depending on how tight I want to go. Oh if, okay. If, 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 if it's going to be a quick nail spot, then I'll use a single two fingers together or one finger and do a slide. Okay. But then anytime I have to expand the blades.
0: Oh, then you, you move your fingers out. Yes. Oh, interesting. Did Bobby teach you that
1: method? Absolutely. So oh, cool. Depending on where you put your fingers on that blade, doesn't matter what blade, but...
0: Nobody ever really taught. Nobody ever really taught me that. I guess I I was just like one finger or two fingers. This Is kind of how I did it. But um, interesting. And you don't use? Do you use a box uh, a nail spotter?
1: I have not ever used one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I use every other taping tool, besides Can Am or the nail spot.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think the nail spotter was like one of the last tools that I ever learned, but I kind of liked it. <clears throat> you want to hit the screws first time by hand, I think, because you so you get your clickers out of the way. And then second coat, though, you can do nail spotter for sure. And third coat, maybe even. But uh, yeah, so you learn the bazooka out of the gate. He's like, here, Kit, here, here uh, you know, good luck. Here, here's the bazooka. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and,
0: and, did you wait? Did you learn the banjo before the bazooka, or did he just throw you to the throw you to the dogs?
1: Just just threw me threw me to the dogs. Yes. Okay.
0: It, cool. And did they stand around and watch and drink coffee while you floundered with the bazooka for like an hour, or did they show show you how to do it?
1: He, he showed me how to do it, but then he would go around the corner and do other tasks that he can achieve and get the job quickly done. As I kept moving around. Okay. And he will turn off the music so he can hear every moment and spin. Oh so smart. I'm not cutting it right, pushing and pulling and cutting and whatnot with the bazooka, because if you if you don't do it right, you can, you know, if you try to cut it yeah. as you roll, it's gonna blade <clears throat> a lot more.
0: Fucks up your blade and it jams your tape
1: up. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I can hear him in the background telling me what I'm not doing right and (laughs) slow down, boy. (laughs) Yep, yep, absolutely. (laughs) That's funny. Mud consistent that you put in and not too runny or not too too thick.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So, this was Bobby? Yes.
0: So, you were with Bobby for a long time. He's your boy. Like, Why'd you stand down dude? Like who cares? Uh, me or these three Yahoos over here, lay them off. I'll keep my job. How come you were so, uh, you know, why were you so giving?
1: I'm one life to three lives. So why, why hurt three other lives over one?
0: That's va- that's valiant. Um, Pretty cool. But now maybe you have an opportunity to go start making some money, man. I mean, you know, like, how are you bidding this project that you're on right now? If you don't mind my asking. Uh,
1: I, I came in and I, I have a tape measure that sends out a laser that does, uh, laser distance.
0: Okay. And
1: I noticed this, uh, finishing house that is now being finished. Uh, was under 93, 93 uh sheets of sheet rock. So that's okay forty five hundred board square foot. Okay. He needed done in a, a, a you know within a week. Okay. That, that's no problem. I, I was able to do it within the week.
0: And for how much though? I mean were you like you um, just threw you threw him out a number, thousand bucks like whatever?
1: No, no I, I told him six hundred
0: Ooh, competitive.
1: I mean <laughs> he liked that. No, 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 it's not bad. You're right. And and you can see, I mean, honestly, the finishing the finishing product, you know. I mean, yeah, it looks good. No, it looks good. I haven't sanded it nothing or nothing like that, you know. This is it sick. looks it looks good, bud.
0: Yeah. Um, you know what, we'll uh post this video to YouTube. And so some people like to watch the YouTube videos, so they'll check it out. They'll check out your work, man, you know? And then, uh, you know, there's certain things where we're talking about, you know, visual, more visual aspects of the interview too. Also, if you're listening, you can go and watch this interview on YouTube and see what we're talking about if you're curious about that. Um, Cool, so the bazooka. So how long would you say that it took you and I mean that's nothing to sneeze at six hundred bucks. I'm just trying to think, and and you needed the work, right? Correct. Okay, so you needed some money. Now is this under the table? No shame.
1: No, no, it is. It is okay. strictly all, right. all under the table. So
0: good, good, because you know what, you can't. There's not enough there to to pay for taxes. <laughs> no,
1: you
0: right. You're right. Fuck about- those guys. <laughs> Um, are you inclined to going and getting your license and doing all of that work to get your own gig going? I mean, is that something that you'd be interested in doing?
1: Absolutely. The, the okay. cool part, when I first walked into the aviation center and I started talking to the pilot or the CFI, okay. which is uh certified flight instructor.
0: Okay.
1: He, uh, wanted to know my little bit about my work history. And I told him I like, currently I'm unemployed Okay. and the cool part is he has the resource and center to license people for their CCB license.
0: What's a CCB license?
1: Uh, I believe that's a, I, I haven't looked at exact, it's the contracting, i'm dumb to make me feel really dumb right
0: now no that's okay bud we, you know what we yeah. could look it up
1: it's it, 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 it's a legal legal liability license pretty much to be able to do a little bit bigger project i believe to have all your aspects covered
0: this is not for flying though this is for drywall ccb
1: correct Correct.
0: Okay. Why wouldn't you just get a smaller license to start out with and then maybe move up to a larger, like where you could do commercial and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. I, I yeah. don't know how many licenses were out there. I know there I there's don't
0: either. I don't either. Licenses. Okay. And, and if you're listening to the bureaucracy up in the Northwest is probably heavier than someplace like Albuquerque, like, you know, like I've, I, and also to give a history to our listeners, like I've worked in Salem, Oregon. That's where I cut my teeth doing drywall. Uh, My boss was actually from Salem. I played in Hispanic soccer league in Salem, Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> without the Mexicans. Um, and uh, I went to went to college at George Fox University there in Newburgh, Oregon. And uh, we worked at Nike World Campus and Intel, uh, Beaverton. That's where I did all, a lot of union stuff up there. But uh, I know that the bureaucracy is thick. My brother-in-law and my sister still up in Washougal, just across the river, um, at Vancouver, Washington, right, right all, all up there is very, I don't know, rule oriented. They're very strict. So for somebody like John to get your, you know, to get in the door, get your licenses and things like that, it's a little, it's involved. It's more, more challenging than maybe other parts of the country.
1: Absolutely. And then I, I would like to Get the license so that way I can have my aspects all covered and I don't have to worry too much about stuff like that. So if I end up going and helping somebody,
0: yeah,
1: I believe, believe people don't pay. You can put a like legal lien on their house or something like that. I'm, I'm not right. sure. Right. Mean,
0: yeah, like this guy could just screw you. If he wanted Absolutely. to, you know, Absolutely. I mean that, you know, it protects you against that, but it also protects like somebody against like, you know, if you, if something happens to the home, but, uh, but Bobby would, would he be interested in maybe throwing you some work? Have you talked to him about, um, like, Hey man, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. Do you have any ideas for me or directions that I could go, uh, have you talked to him about that or no?
1: No, I I haven't. We kind of lost uh base touch since we okay. had that last uh one-on-one conversation about me him him letting me go and everything and and yeah. it was heartbreaking and everything. I mean, but this is it, it, I'm not going to lie, within the 10 years I worked with him. I didn't go without a job for a long time. And he did let me go three other times before this one. Okay. And 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 it's just because we, I always worked alone, and then I always end up beating him up in verbal, because I always end up being stuck with people with no common sense. Because ever since after I'm not that old, of course, but I feel like common sense got lost in the 90s.
0: Okay, maybe you're maybe you're kind of a stubborn guy and when you're on the job you're stubborn so you're like you'll it's hard for you to maybe work with other people
1: yes absolutely well i mean i told i told a a guy to go grab a bench out of the van yeah he went up to the second story and he disappeared for like 20 minutes and I, i i didn't know what he was doing yeah and i went out to the van and of course the the the, the contractor and then the homeowner both were looking at me like your guy guy was just went upstairs. Why? I'm like, I don't know. I told him to get a bench out of the van and he thought yeah. I told him to get the bench out of the upstairs. And I'm like, no. So by the time I pulled the bench out of the van and I go back to the underpass area that I was working on, I went to go look for my tools. And next, you know, I see him out over in the drain, clean all my tools out. I'm like, Hey man, I'm still doing, doing a job. What are you doing? Because <laughs> I thought you wanted me to clean. I'm like, no. So, I mean, of course, I mean, that sounds like an, that me.
0: sounds like a standard apprentice, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, That's pretty standard. Like that.
0: That's pretty standard, buddy. Especially if you had your own business and you hire a helper, man, you're gonna have to go through that. It's hard to find a. hard to find a good you know a good helper i'm sure you're not the only person that uh had that had that scenario happen it's pretty funny very cool let's go back to the uh let's go back to the tools so you uh you learned the bazooka how long would you say it took you to get your bazooka chops going uh i'd say within
1: the, the the first first week Okay. It took me the struggle of learning how to roll it and stop. That's pretty good. Yeah. But then after that, I started gaining that process because, you know, I'm a hands-on learner, and you get in and you start learning it. You get to build up that that membrane of like, all right, stop, cut, drive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So to our non-Bazooka users out there, bazooka or no bazooka now, I mean, what would you would you what would you say to people that are thinking about using the bazooka or are resistant to using the bazooka?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't like you said you can't you can't be argue with people that really want to stick with what they are used to. You no, know? I mean, I, I've i met a guy that used the banjo. Yeah, he won't bother to ever touch a bazooka. Which correct. I totally understand. I'm like, okay, okay. But if you know how to do production taping as getting your ass moving. You can do a lot with the bazooka more than a banjo. Okay. But I've seen videos, of people going pretty, pretty quick with banjos and it's just all depending on how you know how to run the tools.
0: Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. So you, uh, what's the next tool that you learn after the bazooka? Uh,
1: 10 inch box.
0: Okay. Then we jump into box territory. And by this time, I assume you know how to walk stilts.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. So that was probably precursor to the bazooka. You're, uh, walking stilts, spotting screws, learning the six inch. I mean, probably picking out angles uh, Absolutely. uh, streaking screws and things like that. So, uh, so you learn the 10 inch Is and and Bobby, I assume does 10 and 12 inch box.
1: Yes, sir. And then he ended up uh, buying a, uh, 15 inch tape tech. Okay. I, I use that on a couple of houses and m- m- most of the drywallers I ever worked with don't like to carry that 15 inch box because it's heavy
0: okay what's yeah. the advantage what's the advantage to a 15 inch box
1: if you're trying to widen out the joints a lot bigger and smoother okay. you know I mean you can do it with the any, any blade or any hand tool okay but with oh, damn, yeah. uh with 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 uh, the the 15 I, I seem to cover more area and wide out that joint made, and I don't know it just it just made it yeah. a lot
0: lot cleaner maybe on your butts bad butt joints things like that where you need to really bust it out
1: yeah and and, I, and, I have, and
0: he's using all tape tech
1: yes <clears throat> okay That's, that's I guess the the tools he learned off of because he started in a what a union job okay and somehow his brother ended up coming across tape tech tools and everything. And he bought the tools off his brother and started his own business. Okay. And he's only been in business for about 20 years. So that means I've been in the drywall game for half of his career.
0: Yeah. So it's a while. It's long enough. It's long enough that you could probably start your own gig, you know, but it's challenging that, I mean, running your own business has its own challenges as well.
1: That was the the third time he let me go. Is when I started buying my own tools. He thought I was starting my own business.
0: That's right. You said something about that. That's very interesting. Um So maybe he was nervous that you were going to start your own business, and so he let you go.
1: Well, it's it's really it's really hard to say about that. But when we started arguing about it and everything, you know, I mean that's that's the demeanor I, I got off his input because I go and. Well, of course I learned off of the Ames and Ames took over or uh, tape tech took name of Ames or whatever. I don't know how that goes, but they're pretty much the same company.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I decided to buy the carbon fiber tape tech. Okay. The fact that I knew that we were getting new people into the gig and we have people running the bazooka. And then when the time I need to use the bazooka and it's damaged, nobody's taking the cause of 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 the blame of yeah. who did what. So I just thought of my own self. If I buy my own tools, nobody can go ahead and touch it and yeah destroy it. And he he looked yeah. at it as uh, one. I'm trying to start my own business, and then two that I'm trying to take leverage. So if something goes wrong, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to use my tool status against him. And...
0: Uh, well, it is your tool at that point. I, I, you didn't try and make the point to him that like, hey, man, I'm just buying my own tools because I want the shit to run properly. Oh, it's an I, advantage. I it's an advantage to you.
1: That's, you know. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's that's what I did. That's what I said, and I try to. I, I constantly repetitively said that and no it, it just seems to be uh a, a hassle
0: you need to plug in yep
1: yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. okay sorry. i'm just looking looking around
0: you got a charger
1: i i do at my house but i've seen one laying in over here and i want to see if it works Oh, bien, you know, have coffee, coffee I'm, I'm over here on meeting Who's this? Who do we got? This is the, this is the homeowner, Juan ¿Cómo está? Bien, ¿y usted?
0: Bien, bien yeah, He's on a podcast This is the Drywall Podcast, dude Yeah, yeah
1: the meeting
0: <laughs> ¿Cómo se dice? ¿Mande? ¿Con, con, uh, ¿Tu nombre? Juan. Juan. Nice to meet you Juan. Meo Monique.
1: Oh, mejo. Yo todavía <laughs> leo inglés, ¿okay? Ya estoy en alero inglés.
0: hablo hablo poquito español, poquito.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um can, my, my house is not too far. I, I can walk there and grab the cord. Dude, you're walking distance from your house? That's crazy.
0: Yeah. No, yeah I guess
1: I, I, it's, it's kind of hard to <laughs> but I'm right across the fence on another house. Let's go,
0: dude. Let's go. Get to walking, man. So Juan owns that house. How did Juan find about find out about you?
1: Well, I I see drywall or not drywall, but I, as soon as I see a house goes up, I'm I'm Mr. Nosey Nose. There you and go. I like, I, I like to just poke my head in to see what what what's clicking and yeah. Hey, you guys need a drywaller? Done. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Now, do you hang at all? I've I've done it a couple of days, and yeah. I did it with a group. Okay. And it, it became more stressful, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 nobody likes my attitude. I, I listen to classical orchestra music as I listen to, or do drywall.
0: I like it. You're you're kind of a you're kind of a dick. You're like one of those. Guys, nobody wants to work around you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? As long as we know, John, it's okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm all about perfection and everybody doing something, you know. I mean, okay. If I got if I got a guy on my team and if I'm able to do my job and his job at the same time and he's just standing around, what's what's the point of having him on the team? And
0: yeah, that's tough. You have to be kind of in alignment, you know, when you're working with other people there's like aspects and not that i'm the best at it but when you're working with other people you have to allow for you know people to be idiots it's okay you know they're not going to do it the way that you do it so but it is challenging to work with other people for sure yeah
1: you know no yes yes well i mean just just for example i I told a guy uh i loved extra tape on a corner just to see how he would do and i told him i don't need extra tape on the corner so you have to use your blade pull out your six and cut off that little corner and pull off the wall you know and
0: do not first of all that is not a harsh request do not leave extra tape in the corner cut that shit tight it should be right where it needs to be am I wrong
1: yes yes and and, okay. and the first thing he does is he overlaps all the other tapes and I'm like I, I just literally told you less than yeah. three minutes not to and he that. was
0: he was thinking you you were saying like to do that.
1: Yeah, but yeah. he totally looked at me and understand, okay, I'll pull out the tapes, you know. I'm all, I'm all, and he did like two corners correctly, but then on the third one when I turned my back, he let it overlap and I just like, "Oh, man, are you are you like trying trying yeah. to mess with my head or are you trying to But
0: that's that's good to know about yourself, John, that like okay, so you like to work um solo you know that that, that, it's a really good thing to know about yourself it really is and we're back at the homestead we're at john's home we've walked from the job site to your house love it it's a it's a traveling uh it's a traveling episode of the drywall podcast let me ask you this have you listened to the drywall podcast yet have you listened to some episodes
1: Yes, and uh, the one I started first listening to with okay. is, um, I forgot her name. She has black hair,
0: and you guys started talking
1: about being safe and OSHA approved.
0: Oh, oh, Gloria fluentus. Yeah. Yeah, she's from New York. She's a real go-getter, that girl. Oh, it's dark over there now
1: oh yes yes i just went into the room and
0: okay so here's a question for you and you don't have to walk back to the job if you don't want to you could hang out at your house and why wouldn't you just hang out at your house and do the interview from the beginning if you're that close to the job
1: well i i mean i figured i was i started early this morning and i figured uh, okay I get a start and and start busting stuff out okay but then I didn't realize the time was not on my side. That That's okay. one thing I learned about drywall. Drywall, time is essence.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I, I figured I was going to try to be Mr. Macho and get a lot of stuff done. But...
0: <laughs> we're fine, man. If you want to cruise back over to the job. Uh, sometimes when people move around, I lose internet connection. Okay. Okay. But we're, we're fine. We're fine. We're not losing any connection or anything. If you want to walk back over, however you want to work it, man. We're easy over here at the Drywall Podcast. You can do, you know, no two episodes are the same. <laughs> what what'd you think of Gloria's uh, interview? What would you think of her? Uh, Crazy. She,
1: she, yes, yes. And the sad part is I, I don't fall under any of the categories of the rule because I I listened to you and her debate on people doing stuff unsafe, but the sad yeah, part yeah. is in, 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 in drywall industry... It's it's very hard to harness yourself on yeah. stage scaffolding. Yeah, yeah. Some some of the maneuvers that we do, yeah that, that that requires the unsafetiness. I mean
0: I agree. I agree. That's why I was digging a little bit there. Um, you know, and that's why I said you watch your own ass. If I'm up on the scaffold doing something unsafe, it ain't nobody's fault but my own if I fall, you know, like that. It's like yes, yes. With, same as you're on an e-bike too. And I'm not saying you're being unsafe or anything like that, but you have to watch that fucking car is going to cut you off. Like, no, no. cause they're idiots. They don't Absolutely. care. So, you know, like everybody's like, Oh, I'm on a bike. I'm on a bike. It's like, get out of the fucking road. You know, like, yes, you're on a bike and people in cars should watch out for you. But the reality is, that people drive like idiots, and if you're on a bike, you're taking your life into your own hands. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's the reality. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter that they're supposed to watch out
1: for you in a car; they don't. <laughs> uh, well, you were, boy, you are correct on that, and and it's, it's the same thing on stilts. I mean, people think I've been on stilts for years to do what I do, but I, sure. I, I, I didn't have to be on stilts for it. it's just just knowing the fact that if, if you're in something that you you can be comfortable on and, and it looks, you know your, your awareness and, and yeah, you yeah. Can perform. Good point. Are I, you looking in
0: the fridge right now? Are you grabbing no. something out of the fridge? <laughs> no, no, I have uh <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, that's cool. A traveler.
1: Yes. Yes. So, so A, I have, have you on charge.
0: A tr- that's cool. It's like a travel, a travel buddy charger.
1: Yeah, 300, 300 watt uh, generator, electric generator that you can that- charge from solar panels.
0: Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. Are you kind of a prepper? You kind of a yes. prepper type, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot, of, a lot of stuff. I, I, I have like that. That. So when I go on a travel or something like that, everything yeah. can go right. I, I should have brought this battery jack with me so I can, cause I didn't realize that my phone didn't charge last night.
0: Uh, that's okay. It makes the interview interesting. Um, I've been having fun with this one, John, you're, uh, um, you know, you're in an interesting spot right now. Do you think that you'll stick with
1: drywall? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, spent way too much money on tools to let it go. yeah and you did you
0: did buy that carbon fiber bazooka correct
1: correct that that
0: i mean what did that set you back like fourteen hundred
1: dollars nineteen
0: jesus christ that's a lot of money to drop on a carbon fiber tape or when you don't even run your own crew that boss should have been like dude thanks a lot I'll, i'll you know what i'll kick you down a couple hundred bucks so that you can run a fucking good tool on my job what a dick like, no, sorry, no offense, Bobby, but like uh, apparently you were easy to let go of, you know, apparently there's a bunch of people ready to fill your spot, you know, I don't get it. You know, my guy, Jack, like I buy him tools because he's making me money with those tools. I get him, uh, I get. Uh, we try out new trowels all the time. I buy him. I get him hawks when he needs them.
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: He's making money. He's, uh, you know, and if he wants to go do a side job, I'm like, yeah, go make some money. Like, hey, hey, you know, I get it.
1: You know, Bob, Bobby wasn't against doing uh side jobs, as long as I wasn't stealing customers. And right, he looks at it as free practice. He doesn't have to pay for it.
0: Well, I think, though, I think I still think there's like a relationship there where you could be like, <laughs> hey, Bobby, like I got my own thing going on now, just like you were scared of, like me going on my own. Well, thanks for laying me off four times. Like I finally got my own job. And if you have any overflow, let me know, you know, because a lot of times those guys will get little jobs they don't want to take on and they'll throw it your way, man. And the only thing I think you have to work on at this point is up in your price, you know, and the more clients you have, the more practice you'll get at uh, pricing yourself correctly
1: absolutely and that's not the 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 only bazooka i bought. i mean i also got a uh was it columbia predator okay okay Another you got a predator farm. okay nice and you bought that yeah yeah that was 1700 200 bucks plus then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's too, 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 too okay.
0: Nervous. All right. So between the Predator and the Tape Tech, which one do you like better? Uh, and uh, hey, Aaron, the owner of Columbia Tools is going to be listening, but don't let that sway your opinion, dude. Which one? <laughs> Speak freely.
1: No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, <laughs> it seems like the Predator rolls a lot better, has a cleaner. I mean, they both cut the same. Don't get me okay. wrong. Okay. All right. Uh, but but the, the backstop... When 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 you get to when you get out of the end and mud and everything on the rolling or the the, the metal roller yeah like rocket or whatever it's called, I need to learn my tool.
0: Yeah, that's okay.
1: It has that cable and you can hear it do a small click. Yeah. Well, this didn't do a small click and the cable line end up snapping.
0: On the tape tech.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. So maybe there's some slack, like a little bit of slack that causes tension on that uh that cable. On the yes. tape tech. Design. That's a design
1: flaw. So, 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 I mean, and then I waited too long for, for the insurance. This one seems to roll out a lot cleaner and smoother. Should I turn a light? I'll turn on the light. Yeah, sure. Let's check it out. See, it's engaged now. When you use off gauge, you push it in. I'm, I'm not sure if you know how to run. Yeah. Bazooka. Yep. So it's. Now off gauge. That's
0: unlocked. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. And you can hear it very smallly. You hear that? Doom.
0: Yeah. I do.
1: That's that's the release gauge of, of telling you it's it's out and everything. And I didn't get that with the the tape tech, sad, sadly. Okay.
0: Interesting.
1: It yep. Yep. It, it blew. It blew the the cable and. Well, I need to repair, repair the tape. Yeah,
0: back. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but also too smart to have two bazookas because that cable goes out. You're going to be a little bit of time sending that in, getting it fixed or whatever. There's probably a location in your area where you could get that fixed at. Um, but then, boom, you got, a, you got a predator that you can run. Doesn't Doesn't slow you down any. That's cool
1: then and, and, and the the weight the weights are, are semi-similar so I mean I can't debate on what one's technically heavier or, or unless I get like a scale and weigh it out
0: okay cool cool this so, would be so a cool go, uh this would be a cool podcast to uh to watch for people to watch because there's a lot of visual uh <laughs> stimulation
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I hope I inspire people or people love 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 this podcast I mean I'm not This is my very first time doing a podcast or any kind of. Yeah,
0: no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, We're like, uh, you know, yeah, um, you did great, man. This has been fantastic. And I really appreciate your time. I know you're working on this job. And, uh, but this is what it's about, John, that people that are in the trenches doing the work using these tools, um, we have owners of companies that listen to this podcast. You can listen to my interview with Aaron and Elliot, the owners of Columbia and their dad, Bernie, who started Columbia Tools, cool dudes, Uh, Wolfgang with Can-Am. I have an interview with Wolfgang. So if you look down into the archives of the podcast, you can uh, check them out. When you don't want to be listening to classical. Now, one question would be, what classical music do you like listening to? And also a statement, fuck those guys if they don't want to listen to a little bit of classical. I don't know if classical is like my favorite, but um, do you use the earbuds? And then, you know, what are you listening to?
1: Uh, I usually have my JBL Boombox. Okay. And 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 that that's, you know, I mean, it's full on waterproof and all that kind of stuff. So I can drop drywall on it and hose it off if it's necessary. Yeah cool so it's, it's it's it became a really good work tool and you're listening so, to like like
0: like beethoven and shit yes absolutely oh, okay classical classical okay yes. Tcha- tchaikovsky and yeah, yeah yeah classical orchestra yes okay because no opera time- no opera you like opera
1: yeah yeah once in a while opera will come on and I, I do like to listen to that and everything i mean i don't understand some of the words that they're saying because it's either in french or some other type of language, but never in English.
0: What's your favorite uh, classical uh, composer?
1: I, I can't say I have a favorite. I, I mean, I, okay. I, I listen to all of them and I enjoy the guitars. I, I definitely enjoy the violins. Okay. And sometimes when uh, any other type of instruments that come on, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's all interesting to me. I mean, it, it just sounds yeah. real, real nice, and, and depending on if it's upbeat or slow beat, if it's upbeat, I like to listen to it for uh, on finishing work.
0: Okay, that's slow cool. Beat,
1: slow <laughs> beat. It's on the slow days, and and that's that's when I'm just trying to push stuff around, and I'm kind of irritated, so I'll just listen to the, the okay. lower stuff and. Yeah. a lot of people bring in earphones or earbuds and they're like I'm tired of listening to elevator music.
0: Not that I'm a huge classical fan, but I can I can listen to and appreciate classical music. And if somebody had classical music on my job site, I get into that shit, man. Um it okay. would be fine. But uh also Pearl of wisdom. What would you, if you could bestow a pearl of wisdom on the drywall community, you know, you've you got a shot here now to tell everybody in the drywall community something uh, super rich from the archives of John Hine, what would it be?
1: Just put passion into your work, I guess. I mean, anything that you do, more, more passion you put into it. Anything I do, any type of work I do, I throw passion into it from from doing drywall or picking up horse shit it doesn't matter what it is
0: yeah yeah
1: if you, if you put enough passion into your own work ethics people will see it and appreciate it okay that's that's i'm i'm not sure how to respond on that part but
0: i like it i like it yeah be passionate about what you do and why is that why would you say that is
1: because if you're just out there just to get a quick buck. You're not gonna show. You're not. You're not. You're not gonna show your work. I mean, it's it's just gonna be like somebody's out there just trying to do what they need to do to get money off of you. And I, people I like, like. I think
0: people know too. People know when you're just showing up to get them to get a paycheck.
1: I mean, yeah, some of the people's work looks really good and everything, but what about the, the aftermath and the afterworkers that are coming in of the finishers? You know, because I lay floor paper down to protect that floor, so. When I tape, I'm a messy taper. Yeah, I'm a clean taper, but I drop some mud here and there. Yeah, and we walk around, we leave footprints. Yeah, who comes in after the drywaller, the floor person, right? The trim, you know. I mean, more. Clean, Let me. Cheaper.
0: Do you leave your uh, outlet boxes clean for the electricians?
1: When I fully finish the job and before I leave the job, I make sure I pick up all the floor paper. I clean okay. out all the electrical boxes. I scrape
0: okay.
1: the windows and clean the windows. So when the painters come in and they do their painting and they have to tape against the windows, they're not battling against the drywall. use
0: a shop vac to get in there?
1: Yes. Okay. shop vac and a rag. Okay. I do. I do. And I, I go on that full cleaning stage. And if it's a level five wall, smooth wall, then I go ahead and cock certain corners so the painters okay. don't have to. You know, okay. it leaves one less step for the next person that they have to struggle and show up on the job and be like, ah, dang drywaller, dude, you left a whole bunch of mud in the box. Right. Or the floor person comes in, he has to spend two, three hours scraping the floor from the drywaller, which is not in his schedule. So now he has to push his schedule back, and it's a chain chain reaction. As soon as you take longer on the job, now you have to reschedule for the next person and push them out before they have to come back in for the next process. I mean, I like it chain chain reaction.
0: I think if you have that uh, philosophy, I think you're going to have a lot of success, John. Um, thank you so much for being on the drywall podcast today. I really appreciate your time and your insight. This has been fun, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, and I want to throw something else out there that we didn't get to, uh, let's hear it. There's been a lot of times I've been out in the woods and I'm, I'm going to be one of the one drywallers that carry a 40 on his side okay. if I'm out in the woods because I had a bear come at me twice now.
0: You, you're kind of an unlucky guy, I would say. I, I consider myself <laughs> the Murphy's Law. Yeah, no doubt.
1: <laughs> like, like, Crazy. Don't, don't, now, don't, wait, don't. did you have to use your firearm on the bear? You know, I was about to, but the homeowner came out of his vehicle because he showed up right on that time, and he went full charging at the black bear. Crazy. And that's what I told him. I'm like, who in the right mind would run at a bear? Because they're, they're more scared of you than you were so, them. I'm like, some
0: oh. bears. Some bears, yeah, yeah.
1: It's depending on what the animal is, and if they're in sickness or hunger, it's all depending on their life.
0: Crazy. So your 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 other point of advice would be to carry a forty if you're going to go into the woods. <laughs> yeah,
1: some kind of protection <laughs> if you're doing if you're working alone and doing it. Oh,
0: house, okay. Yeah. Be aware. Then, uh,
1: yes, be aware. Just
0: be be, be, aware. <laughs> be aware. Be aware of bears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First of all, have passion in what you do, and watch out for fucking bears. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> cool uh john well maybe uh we'll get to see each other if i get up that way uh maybe we can wrangle a job up in a port like a fresco harmony job up in that area if i had any fresco harmony to do now i got a guy that i could pull from salem so that's cool
1: absolutely absolutely and I, I plan on getting your sample pack and showing a bunch a bunch of people that i do know you got a sample pack right uh, I haven't received it yet that I know of. I, I signed up for it. We'll have to figure that out. We'll we'll we'll
0: nail it down, but if I haven't sent you one, then we'll get you one, man. Thank you very much. We'll uh we'll talk soon.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Right. Have a great day.
0: All right, you too. bat. Shout out to John Hine for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate your time and your knowledge. And I look forward to seeing how you do with your business in the future. Also, you will be the proud owner of a sweet swag bucket from CSR just for coming on the Drywall Podcast and sharing your story. Shout out to Columbia Tools for sponsoring this episode of the Drywall Podcast. Columbia Tools. They don't just talk the talk. They walk the walk at Columbia customer service is their battle cry. Their top priority is giving you a grade A experience from start to finish. Got a question, concern, they're ready to tackle them head on by email or phone or even on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok messages and be sure to check out their YouTube page as well for detailed how to videos. Their maintenance videos are the secret sauce, and kick-ass videos will keep your tools in prime condition. Thank you so much for joining us on the Drywall Podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us next week as we have part four, Adventures in Drywall, with our good friend Kevin Bush, coming back to us from the great state of Montana. But until then, I hope you all have an amazing weekend as we endeavor into 2024. And remember, keep drywalling.